You're listening to Fit Girl, your guide to getting in shape, the podcast dedicated to helping you get in shape and stay in shape by focusing on training, nutrition, and motivation. Work out smarter, not harder. This podcast is giving you the tips, insights, and guidance that I give all my personal training clients. You can work with me online as your personal fitness trainer and personal development coach. Check out your options at fitnessmakeover.com. Episode number 166. In this episode, we'll talk about motivation and your I am statements. Learn how to use your mind along with positive suggestion and visualization to achieve your goals. In training, part two of our Tips for Great Glutes series, and in nutrition, protein myths. In previous episodes, we talked about your mantra or your I am statement, and this is a positive present tense statement that helps you to change the way you think about whatever it is you want to achieve. Now, sometimes you need to revise these I am statements, or maybe you have a new goal and you need to create a new I am statement. So have you done any of these recently? Well, let's kind of review, since this is a major part of the fitness makeover, gaining control Uh, workshop because this is what really sets the tone for achievement. So your I am statement is going to embody what you want to become, but you don't put it in the future tense. You put it in the present tense so that your mind accepts it and helps drive you do what you need to do in order to make that I am statement a reality. So when you're using your I am statements, you're using positive suggestions and you're best off to take a little bit of time each day, whether it's first thing in the morning or at bedtime or maybe just at some sort of relaxation period for a couple of minutes and visualize yourself as your I am statements or doing your I am statements. And I'm going to give you some examples in a little bit. But you need to do this in order to help develop your self-belief because if you don't believe that you can be this or do this, then you're not really going to achieve it. You have to have a firm belief that you can do these things and you have to be determined to continue the process because sometimes it takes several attempts to get to where you want to be. Now, the I am statement is very powerful because it actually embodies your whole sense of determination. And you're saying, no one can take this away from me because I am this. And it emphasizes your value because we all have value. And sometimes, unfortunately, we just don't see it. And it's very important that we do see it so that we can help other people. We can feel better about ourselves. We can accomplish more in life. Now, in the Fitness Makeover Motivation section or the Gaining Control Workshop and also the Banish the Your Inner Bully workshop that I have coming up, we talk about how your value is so important and your worth, your self-worth and how to really recognize this and treat it as something that's very important but not be overly cocky. And accepting and reinforcing our own worth and value and what we can contribute is very important because I don't know why so many people have problems with this and they struggle and they kind of beat themselves up rather than rewarding themselves or at least in thoughts rewarding themselves for the positive things they can do and the value that they bring to life whether it's to your school or your family or your friends whatever it may be. 
So the I am statement is also recognizing that you are valuable and that you do have great worth and you contribute. Now, let's go back to the I am statement as something that you want to use to improve yourself. For example, if you wanted to be more confident, your I am statement would be, I am a confident person. And that is something you'd have to repeat, hopefully for 21 days at least, to form a habit. Now, somebody might say, well, I will be a more confident person, or I will try to be a more confident person. And that's not something that you own. That's something that's in the future. And then, of course, there's that word try, which says you're not really going to do it. So even though it might feel funny, you use that I am statement. Now, some people might want to quit smoking, and this is where it's going to sound funny because they'll say, I am a non-smoker. And they might be smoking at the time they say it, but basically, the more they say it, the more they're going to believe it, and they will eventually either minimize their smoking or cut out altogether because your body and mind work together to achieve what you believe. Now, you might also, if you're using a phrase like that, add something as a why statement. I am a non-smoker because I value my life and my body rather than I will try to give up smoking. So remember, anytime you use try, you got to do it over because that's not going to work. It has to be positive, present tense. Now go back and get a notebook or wherever you may keep your notes or journal or food logs and write down an I am statement. Write down one that maybe needs a little more reinforcement, like I am consistent with my workouts or I am eating to keep my body healthy. All of these things may or may not be true at that moment, but the more you focus on them and the more you repeat it and use your visualization as well, along with your focus planning session where you review all of this stuff, you will begin to believe it. Your body will follow what it believes and all of a sudden you will be that thing. You will be confident. You will be eating all the right foods you will basically create the situation that you want. Now in our nutrition section, we have a myth that is very interesting, kind of funny when you think about it. It's about turkey and sleep. Now, you know everybody says that at Thanksgiving you eat too much and you fall asleep and it's because of the turkey. Well, it's actually just the turkey getting a bad rap because it's not the turkey that puts you to sleep. Now, yes, there is L-tryptophan in turkey and about a 200 calorie serving has about 500 milligrams of L-tryptophan, but that's about the same as chicken. Chicken has almost 490 milligrams. So, I mean, 10 milligrams difference, not that much. So chicken can put you to sleep just like turkey can, but you know what? That's not really true because it's not the turkey or the chicken that make you sleepy at Thanksgiving time. It's actually the carbs that you eat. So if you had a Thanksgiving meal and it was just turkey and vegetables, you probably wouldn't fall asleep at all. But the fact that usually there's an excess amount of carbs, that's what makes you sleepy. And the poor turkey is the one getting the bad rap. So next time, you'll know that it's not so much the turkey, 
but it's the carbs. So take it easy on the carbs unless you want to have a nice nap after Thanksgiving or any other big meal. Now we have part two in our series for creating great glutes and what tips you need to know in order to get the most from your glute training. Now, we know that you need to use a variety of protocols such as tempo and different repetitions and different weights, but also a variety of exercises because really there's no one specific exercise that is the best for any particular body part and that includes your butt training. Now there's a lot of exercises that are very good for your glute training and those are going to include things like lunges, deadlifts, uh, back extensions, step-ups, a lot of great exercises out there. The main thing is that you have a variety of them and you work them to their full extent, their full range of motion, and you work them correctly. Now, if you do hip extensions for your glutes, you're also using your hamstrings. Now, this is quite a difficult exercise for most people, but it's certainly worthwhile if you want to really train the glutes, hamstrings, and lower back, or if you're short on time. Now, even though you think there may be isolation exercises for glutes, like the butt blaster, there really isn't because anytime you train your glutes, you're also training your legs, your lower back, your abdominals, a little bit of your hamstrings, your calves, it all works together. So be sure to have a variety of exercises, probably stick with a couple of them for maybe two weeks at a time so that your body gets a little bit accustomed to it so it can begin to change the shape but not so accustomed to it that it doesn't respond anymore because it's only as good as it takes the time to adapt or the muscle takes the time to adapt to that particular exercise. That's why you don't want to change them too frequently, but you do want to change them every two, three weeks. Now the next tip is great for you people that live where there's snow because sprinting a, while, while pushing a sled or they might call it sled pushing is a great way to develop the glutes. Of course, your legs too, your cardiovascular, your power. And you know what? If you throw a couple of your kids in that little sled, then you're going to really get a real difficult workout. So, you know, we are here in Florida and we don't have that advantage. We end up doing it in the parking lot, which is kind of weird. But if you've got the sled, put some people in it or put some weights on it and start pushing it. And you'll see some really great glute development and you'll probably be a little sore too. Now, another thing to improve your glute training, and this is also true for other body parts, is to correct any structural imbalances you have. Now, most people don't realize that they have poor posture, they slouch a little too much. So correcting that is going to help with all of your exercises because it's going to increase your range of motion. Because when you have bad posture, you're putting stress on the wrong muscles and you're making your whole body overwork. And if that's part of your problem, then you're not going to be able to do your glute exercises properly. So for example, when people have poor posture, oftentimes their shoulders and back need to be trained a little better. They might even need stretching of the quadriceps or the hip flexors, which are the psoas muscles. Those are all things that will cause you to bend forward. 
And even the slightest uh, forward bending posture is going to affect how you train your glutes. And it's going to limit your range of motion because if you're tight on one side, you're not going to be able to get the full range of motion on the other side. Now the other thing to con uh, consider is your ankles. Ankles tend to inhibit how you squat and oftentimes people say, well, I have to put uh, blocks under my heels. Well, that tends to be because of the weak ankles or I should say tight ankles. Now, of course, nobody wants to drop the weight on their squats and then try to go flat footed because it takes time. And it certainly takes a lot of practice to get lower and lower, but it can be done. I know I did it myself. I had a lot of tightness in the ankles and the hips. And, you know, it was, it was hard for me to get off the block with the heels because I could do that very well with a decent amount of weight. But once I did, I was able to go lower and lower and get really good glute activation in all of my squats. And you know what? You get a great back stretch. You get so much more work on your entire body. And of course, that means your metabolism is getting a bigger boost. Your calories are burning more. And, and it's a great way to get more done in less time. So if you right now use a block under your heels when you're squatting, give it a try. Take away the block. Start lowering your range of motion. You might have to change your stance either wider or more narrow or whatever, but play around with it because it's certainly worthwhile. Now the next tip is one I think a lot of people forget. You can only train your glutes to be as good as the shape of your body. And basically that means whatever shape your body has. You know, some people have long biceps, some people have short biceps, um, some people have big hamstrings, some people don't. But you, whatever your muscles are, you can develop those to be the best they can be. Now that doesn't mean you're going to look like somebody else. So don't look in the magazines and say, well, I want my butt to look like that. Because first you have to evaluate, can your butt look like that? You know, some people have higher butts and some lower and some wider. And, you know, obviously there's as many different types of butts as 